Welcome to Leaping Into Leadership, the go-to podcast for emerging corporate leaders like you finding their footing in the dynamic world of management. I'm your host, Maggie, leadership and business coach, here to guide you to discover and manifest your true greatness as a leader through quick and actionable strategies. So hit that subscribe button, grab a refreshment, and join me. Let's make your transition into leadership less daunting and more rewarding, one episode at a time. Are you new to leadership? Maybe you just got promoted or you're about to be. Congratulations, but did you know the first 18 months are crucial in whether you succeed or not? According to an article from Harvard Business Review, Gartner surveys indicate that a full 49% of people promoted within their own companies are underperforming up to 18 months after those moves. McKinsey reports that 27 to 46% of executives who transition are regarded as failures or disappointments two years later. Those stats are amazing. That means if you get promoted into a leadership role, you're likely to either fall into two camps. You underperform or you rise above. I wouldn't feel confident in those stats as a newly promoted leader. So there's a 50% chance that I could or could not succeed in my new position. And it would be to my advantage to not get into a leadership role and stay an individual contributor. These stats are saying that we're not preparing our people well enough to perform at a level where they will succeed after 18 months of being in that role. So here's the thing about leadership. What they don't tell you is that there's a huge learning curve. You're just thrown in into the deep end and expected to just swim. And I guess in these stats cases, to sink. It's a very learn-as-you-go approach. There's no focused training for new first-time managers. And if there was, it's not well-known. It's not the norm to put someone through those kinds of trainings. And you might get generic advice from higher-ups saying, when I was a new manager or this is what I would do, it's a very reactive approach where they just tell you what to say and you do that. But what if... The time and energy is put into molding you and transforming you into the best leader you can be. I believe that we can do that in organizations. And I think that it would benefit middle managers, supervisors, people in that layer of the organization. Because when you put the time and effort into getting them set up and getting them in a place where they can perform optimally, then there's no struggle or less struggle between those layers of management and it can translate down to the bottom for your employees to understand what the mission, vision, and goals are and they're more receptive to what's being told to them from up top because now you have managers who understand and are more well equipped to translate that information from the top down. And looking back, my first six months of leadership was super crucial. I was lucky to get coaching for the first four months by a former teacher 
and this woman was a very seasoned leader, but her approach was very textbook and traditional. She gave me worksheets and assessments, and we would do calls every couple weeks. I thought that this was great. I thought I'm supposed to learn this way. I didn't know any better. I thought this is what I'm supposed to know, and this is what I'm supposed to do. I didn't understand that doing all these worksheets, it's very surface level in what we're learning, what I'm supposed to do with leadership. And then after the four months of coaching with this woman, I thought, cool, this is everything I needed to learn and that's it, right? I was wrong. The issues didn't just stop there. Things come up all the time. Leadership is complex and it's an ongoing experience where you have to always be on and always be learning. Intuitively, I knew that up to those four months, I needed to do more, but I didn't know what I needed to do and how I was supposed to do it. So I turned to books, reading articles, listening to podcasts. Why? Because I wanted to grow. I wanted to be the best leader I can be. And I was a student of life and learning and student of leadership in this case. The thing is, you have to want to be a leader. You have to understand that you don't know everything and you don't need to. So as long as you're open and flexible to learning and changing and adapting your style and what you do for the people around you, then you're going to succeed. And as long as you maintain this level of humility and see yourself as a student of leadership, you'll continue to improve. Going back to those stats, what can you do as a new manager to prevent being in that 49% category? So here's three tips I have for you. Number one, gain self-awareness. Take a personality assessment, like the DISC, Enneagram, or Myers-Briggs to start. But I say take these assessments with a grain of salt. I say that because what we get trapped into with these assessments is we take these this data and think, this is who I am and now I have to act accordingly. No, you are a layer of this page and it can guide you to... To discover who you are, but it's not a fact that this is 100% who you are. Self-discovery is an ongoing journey and it can explain a piece of our journey, but it doesn't account for all the different beautiful layers we have as a person and what we embody and what we value and what, what people see in us. So use it as a guide. That is my disclaimer here. In addition to using assessments, you can seek feedback from anyone you know and anyone you work with. Review, adjust, and give yourself some grace. We're all humans and we're always learning, so just be open to that. So number two is establish relationships with your team. Establishing a positive relationship with your team creates a connection between you and your team so that you guys have a mutual understanding of who you all are and it makes you relatable to your team not just somebody who is on a pedestal that they can never reach when you have that relationship with them they're more likely to come to you 
with questions, issues, comments, concerns, you name it, and they will probably come to you for that. And what I mean by relationships is I'm not saying that you guys have to be the best of friends and you have to hang out every single weekend and you guys have to now marry off your children in in arranged marriages to each other and solidify a bond between your families. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you just need to build a friendly rapport, something that's positive, where you both have mutual understanding and respect and love for each other just enough so that you guys know why you're doing certain things the way you do, who you are as people. And once you understand those basic tenets of that person, the human being in front of you, it makes working together so much more fulfilling and you just have at least a bond with each other and get through the tasks, the challenges, the ups and the downs all together. And when you take that same approach to other departments and other teams, you create a mutual understanding with them. So when you do need to work with other departments or teams, it's not a constant headbutt. It's going to be, sure, what do you need? How can I help you? And I encourage you to do the same with other leaders in your company. And this is crucial because when you build that support system with the other leaders in your company, you all will be on the same page driving the mission, vision, and values for the company. And you all are going through the same challenges in a way because you're going through leadership together in a company that you work for together. And it's nice to know you're not alone. When you bring this out into networking with other professionals in your industry or just other professionals, you kind of learn what they're doing and you gain insight and bring it back into the company. And it can help you become a better leader because maybe you're not being challenged in that way or you don't see things in that way because you're so ingrained in the company that you're working with that you have a blind spot to an outside point of view. So it's nice to have that to round out your whole experience. Number three is communication. So actively listen to your team. Repeat back what they might be saying to you or ask questions about what they've said to you. Be very clear and concise in your communication and avoid jargon. Speak plainly. People are more receptive to when you don't use complicated language and they appreciate you just saying things for what they are. So those are the three tips I have for you, self-awareness, connection, and communication. These tips will at least help set a foundation for you to build off of in your new journey into leadership. If you're looking for coaching or guidance, I encourage you to book some time on my calendar so we can chat. Thanks for joining me today. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to share the podcast on Instagram and tag me at Maggie Songco.
If you need support in whatever capacity, I invite you to book a call with me to see how I can serve you. I offer one-on-one coaching as well as a full signature program to guide you through your leadership journey. I'm glad to help however I can. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.